Hello everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen, and we actually have a, a real game today on the game <laughs> movies series, because I suppose our first two movies, well they haven't been, well the first one was a game, I suppose it was a game. I mean, yes. the second one, I still can, uh, you know, I still contend whether it was an actual game or not, more of a sadistic undertaking. Um, <laughs> the first one was an excuse to run around the country and touch each other. That sounds strange, but that's <laughs> what it was. This one, they're actually at least playing a game in an organised, somewhat fashion. Yes. So... I appreciate the fact that this movie we're talking about today is a solidified game, even though the game doesn't feature particularly heavily and instead just causes a load of arguments. And That's what this movie is about, <laughs> isn't it? That's what this movie is about. I'm very excited to be back on Morgan Hasn't Seen and the game movie series. Janine, yes. what is this load of modern nonsense we have today <laughs> yes definitely being called gen z horror um i think the um director she actually talked to the young cast and asked them for their input on a lot of their dialogue and you know the trendy things to say and things like that so i think it definitely speaks to a specific generation of young people um but i would also still... say a specific group of a specific generation yes um but also feels like characters that you maybe don't know um but you kind of have an idea of like yes, this but is, definitely this is, exist yes this is like the base idea of what you what you first think of when you think of a character who is being described or a person who's being described as maybe a Gen Z person. <laughs> These are the characters really you think of. <laughs> you know, for, for, for good and bad, really, I think the characters in this movie are exactly that. Janine, this is bodies, bodies, bodies that we're talking about today from last year, from 2022. A movie I was supposed to see. A movie I really was supposed to see. You know, I was. this was definitely, yeah. let's plan... You know what you're going to see um, for the you know for the next few months that's coming out at the cinemas. This was always one I'd planned to see. I don't even remember why I didn't. Now I just know that I never got round to going to see it. Yes, I was surprised when you just never got that chance to see this movie. I, it uh, ended up on my birth, like I went on my birthday, um, and I had a free day. Everyone was kind of busy. So I took my birthday off. I think it was like in the week. So I took the day off and got all dressed up and spent the whole day at the movies. I ended up planning out seeing three movies back to back. And then I had time for one last film and it was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. So I just kind of tacked it on to my birthday day at the movie theater and ended up really having a lot of fun with this movie. Um, just how these characters... <laughs> are was just their existence alone was hilarious enough and how everything plays out was just so smart and so ridiculous all at once that yeah I, I had to find a way to talk about this movie on the podcast <laughs> strangely enough I think it's got a lot similar tonally to to the hunt from last week I mean it's not remotely a political movie Bodies, bodies, bodies. It's a very, very personal movie. Yeah. A very, very, you know, just friend group movie. Um, so it's it's not got these kind of poking fun at big things that the hunt had. But what this does have is that wonderful horror comedy blend. Yes. That works so well, that is very tense, that is very frightening you wonder what the hell is going on how are these things happening it ends up being all a load of nonsense really yeah all it's very much <laughs> nonsense that causes 
so much strife between this ridiculously highly strung friend group that are all ratting on each other and all and not really kind of... saying that the, their honest opinions about how they feel about each other very fake towards each other um very selfish and self-involved and um you know self-righteous in a lot of ways while, while trying to be falsely you know accommodating of everybody yes. is like oh yes your opinions are, are very valid, but obviously mine are the superior opinions. This is the entire attitude, I think, yes. of all the characters in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. You hate every single one of them. Yeah, there's not justifiably really... Justifiably so. Yeah, and even a character you think is going down the track of being like your likable final goal character, ultimately she ends up screwing that up in in quite a few ways as well so she does there's she really does. no one to root for in this movie <laughs> what i do i mean what i do like i mean we do have to actually do one thing before we get into a conversation don't we i was about to start the yes. show properly there so excited <laughs> and we do have to do one thing as we always like to on an episode on the it's a wonderful podcast feed every single week is say a big thank you to all our wonderful patrons of it's a wonderful podcast we can't do what we do without their generous support we love them all so very dearly and the least they all deserve is for us to say a big on air thank you to them yes. on a show every single week so let's just start by saying a big thank you to Marie Zambino. And thank you, Adam Witt. Thank you to Michael Smith. Thank you, Maxwell Haddad. Thank you, Amber Coates. Thank you, Abby Friel. Thank you to Faris Muthana. Thank you, 90s Comics Box, aka my big brother, Justin. Thank you, Video Drew. Thank you, Tina Farrow. Thank you to Marcus Burton. Thank you to Movie Fanobi Steve. Thank you to Patrick Harden. Thank you, Carla Fies. Thank you to the great Ken Knapsack. Thank you to our good friends Tom and Kimber of Odd Shape Channel. Thank you to Eric Garcia. And thank you to a Billy Pollahan. Yes. Applause for the patrons. Yeah. And applause for this movie. It, it does have to be said, because while I was expecting, I think, more of a horror movie, more of a slasher-style movie than I think I got, I really appreciated actually just what this movie was because what this movie was was a complete ridiculing, I think, of these remarkably up themselves people. Vapid people. Um, and with a air of uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil. A little bit, yes. I do <laughs> think. these misunderstandings that just... <laughs> so much misunderstanding. <laughs> But that results in so much horrific things happening. Yes, and creating all this tension and uh, untrusting in between the characters. And yeah, speculation. So much mistrust, so yeah. much deceptiveness, so much falseness going yes. on. And the misunderstandings and mistrust bring out the true nature of like how these characters actually feel about each other. It does. This is why. This is why f friend groups, when, I mean, how old are these guys supposed to be? Early 20s, yeah. I imagine, these yeah. guys in this movie. Friend groups at that age, when you're all over the place in life, some people can be, you know, doing one thing, other people can be doing completely different things. People can be secure in for the next 40 years. Other people can be partying like they're 18. You know, it's all very mishmashed yeah and you get these friend groups that are argumentative over what's the right way to be and, and that's on, what you get throughout this entire movie it is a 90 minute movie of arguing about who's better than who in this friend group and why yes. i'm better than you because you went to rehab at least i've not got a coke addiction it's like well I'm not having sex with my girlfriend, and that's okay. Why have you been telling everybody? I'm Pete Davidson. It's all very highly strung. 
this entire movie. Yes, yes. And they are, are hilarious to me. They are super rich, but also kind of want to tout themselves as like these social justice advocates and warriors and that they're so progressive. Um Using all the correct <laughs> words purposefully yes. well, when not actually meaning anything of what they say. Yes, when somebody talks about gaslighting and Pete Davidson, it's just like, <laughs> what blog did you hear that from? Or, you know, Stop kind of gaslighting <laughs> is the most overused word. Congratulations on being for being on Twitter. And yeah. <laughs> you've discovered the word gaslighting. You don't even know what it means. Yeah. I was hoping in that rant that Pete Davidson did have, me being me, he would come out with something like, I bet you've never even seen Gaslight. And then I would have been like, fair enough, Pete Davidson. Yeah, like, you know something I like about you something. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there are really no likable characters. Like, you think you have your characters you might be wanting to follow and and root for, but by the end, you're really just like, Nah, I don't want none of you. <laughs> Is this not then, I think, a movie that will hopefully, and I think it should be because it's really very enjoyable, be this perfect time capsule of early 2020s teens and, you know, early 20-year-olds? Yeah. In, say, 20, 25 years, people look back on this like we maybe look back on, or we maybe looked back on mid-80s movies, mid-80s horror movies, um, about a friendship group or whatever it may be, and how they dealt with a certain situation. Do you not think, because horror always comes, and horror comedy, spoofy horror, that this really kind of is... Yeah, you know, it's it's horror that does not take itself seriously in the no, and it's, it's not a only horror. Make fun of these people and have these people kind of make fun of themselves in a way. Um, it's really only horror because of the unsure nature of a lot of the movie. Yeah, you're not quite sure whether there is somebody actually here in this house, this hurricane party that they're having. You're not actually quite sure. You're never quite sure whether there is somebody that's actually killing them all off. You're not quite sure. That's what, you know, That that's the horror, that's the tension that comes yeah. from this movie. But it's far less interested in being a horror and far more interested in being a satire of the supposed self-righteousness of these people, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Which is the great thing. This is why I said it's quite similar to you know, tonally to the hunt from last week because it's people who think they're so great while actually being just the worst people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much the the um, seeing yourself in a different lens than you actually are <laughs> type yeah. view. Yeah. But I think it should go down as, as really great Gen Z horror. Yes, you know, it's it's very smart, I think, in, in, in how it executed it and how it's making fun of itself and how it's making fun of, uh, you know, because I think a lot of the best movies are not afraid to make fun of themselves, make fun of the characters, uh, make fun of uh, a lot of real attributes about people like this um, and really yeah. delve into that. Um, so I think this movie is, is smart in terms of how it handles those things. And I mean, who has hurricane parties? rich people <laughs> this is i mean what what's this key largo all of a sudden it's trying to be key largo and having just a boiling pot tension movie yeah be involved be you know in the mix of a hurricane like yeah. we, I, I like that about it it's why i love key largo you know the hurricane itself adds to the tension, to the of tension in the building anywhere. we're all forced here yeah it's a really great thing to put in this kind of movie, I think it's 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 wonderful that this movie has that while being this hurricane party that shows just how ridiculously, I suppose, out of touch these particular characters are. And I would ask the question as well, is Pete Davidson just the epitome of this generation? 
I think he might be. In terms yeah. of like how we'll remember, I think Pete Davidson ultimately a nice person, but somebody who looks a certain way, acts a certain <laughs> way, is far too goofy for his own good. You know, even though it seems to do him pretty well in real life, doesn't it? I mean, by all accounts, Pete Davidson in real life is a lovely person. Yeah. Apparently, seems to be. But God, if he's not good at playing these type of roles that are just utterly numb people. Yes, and the fact that he's so insecure in this movie, um, but doesn't want to admit that it's an insecurity with uh, Lee Pace, <laughs> Lee Pace's character. Lee <laughs> pa- I almost feel more attached to Lee Pace. In yes, this movie I mean, if you're else. gonna, if you like anybody in this movie, it's Lee Pace because he's an actual grown up amongst these very young people, and so he is very smart and will take himself out of toxic situations. He doesn't react on the fly. He's very. <laughs> You know, he's like super chill and just having fun and being in the moment. But when the situation requires an adult perspective, he's able to just bring that out. So, yeah, I think if you're going to like any character in this movie, it's Lee Pace for sure. Which is which is ironic, really, because he's the first character everybody turns on to hate. Yes, because he's older and like, oh, he's an unknown. So poor Greg is very much turned on quickly. Yes. Um, So, yes, obviously we're going to get into spoilers with this movie. But if you have not seen it, please try to go into it as blind as possible because it's a lot of fun. Absolutely Uh, (laughs) going completely blind. Please do. I'm glad I I still was able to. Yes. I mean, you're not somebody who looks ahead, but when it got to the ending that it got to were you even expecting anything kind of like that (laughs) i don't know what i was expecting no i don't think so i don't think i was expecting it to actually show us just how pointless the entire (laughs) events of the movie had been like i don't think i was quite expecting that was there a point where it stopped like you stopped looking at it as a slasher no, I don't think so. I think that, and I think that's just because that's what it was in my head. Okay. <laughs> I think there was always a part of me that thought something's gonna be revealed here. Something yeah. is gonna, and and I thought ultimately it would be um, Sophie, our our kind of lead. Yeah. Um. Really well, her and Maria Bakalova really are our kind of lead two aren't they i suppose yeah but i i I thought it would be i thought it would be sophie who would end up being because you get this idea from her from what other people say is that she's been a bit unhinged in the past yes she's been to rehab yes she's been ghosting them all you yes, know, and constantly got... bring up the fact that she hasn't replied on the group chat because that's the worst thing anybody so what can are ever you do. doing here you're that you're here she's the reason that they're they're all the reason that she got cut off from her her family money because yes. you know after this big overdose her her friends went and told her parents about it and so they cut her off so i mean if you're looking at it from that perspective she has so much motive that this friends group yeah. when she maybe needed them the most ostracized her and took away her you know financial stability from her parents as well so yeah but i thought it would be her because i thought that would still okay seem obvious but be interesting given the fact that maria bakalova throughout the movie has basically been trying to protect her yeah from everybody else because they're they're a couple you know she's been trying to protect her so she actually ends ends up brutally murdering lee pace with a kettle yes yes and so like she's our fish out of water character so you know it's interesting that they do kind of set her up to you know have you kind of project your ideas of final girls onto her and so i think she's kind of she's nice she's innocent she's not rich like any of these vapid terrible people 
she seems real she's dealing with stuff going on with her mom taking care of her family you know she's an immigrant like all of these things about her just make her feel way more real and genuine than the rest of these people she brings zucchini bread like she bakes bread to bring to this party because she just wants to do something nice um you know she's insecure about a lot of things she's put in this very weird situation with the brand new people she doesn't know in this new relationship so everything about her is made to have us project our ideas of what a final girl is what a likable character is what a uh a, a outside perspective character is um you know she's like the 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 audience perspective type character so we're automatically set up to see her as our final girl so when things turn the way they turn what now we're thrown off kind of the horror tropes course even more (laughs) yeah so that's why that's why i thought it would be interesting to have who is presented as, as our final girl and who i thought might be our genuine killer as yes, because the couple we meet at the beginning of the movie, yeah, as an that would be a couple. really. I thought that would have been yeah. very, very interesting. Of course, it didn't get there because it completely flips itself from having any meaning, any genre meaning whatsoever. By you know, by the end of the movie, and basically the story of this movie, yes, okay, a friend group has gotten together for a hurricane party. They play this game called Bodies, 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 where someone has to pretend to be dead, all the lights go out, or somebody, you know, somebody is quote, designated unquote, the killer. Somebody, yes, because somebody, yeah, they 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 touch them on the back or what have you, and then that individual is considered dead, and then they all have to figure out who the murderer was. It's 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 like it's like a game of we used to play it in in school, primary school called wink wink murder. What? <laughs> which was which was not like bodies bodies bodies. You didn't run around, but it was in the sense of you had to find out who the killer was. Okay. Right? We used to play it in in class at primary school, so we'd all be sit, we'd all be sat there on our, on, you know, on our tables because they weren't like row desks or anything like yeah. that. They were like tables, so all the tables across the room, and um, we'd all just look look around. Everybody'd be looking at people, and if you caught like somebody would know, the teacher would have designated without you knowing, without anybody else knowing, other than this person who the, the 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 killer was, right? Who the murderer was. It's a similar situation to bodies, bodies, bodies. So all the people, so, you know, you'd be looking around at all the people, and then if you caught the eye of the murderer, they could wink at you, and then you'd be dead. You couldn't okay. do anything. So you'd have to fall, like, on your, with your head and your arms onto the table yeah. in front of you. And so there, everybody else would be trying to figure out, like, who's who's this and, like, who's getting caught. So it's quite similar to that. Okay. But it kind of, it's kind of giving me wink, wink. <laughs> Those <mood>. vibes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, but obviously way more serious and we didn't have shouting matches over who was in love with who and who was having a unforeseen relationship with who and why somebody doesn't have opinions of themselves and why we should be hating on alice's podcast and all this kind of stuff we didn't have <laughs> yes insult. alice was definitely a standout character for sure she was great um, i just like alice's ranty monologue about how difficult it is to produce is. <laughs> podcasts yes i think that I was probably that a very loved lot. scene um or even when uh they're starting to suspect greg because he's the only one not around he's her boyfriend that she brings they've only been dating like a few weeks since she met him online and they're all worried about him and so she goes to call his name and they're like what are you doing why are you calling him like if he's the killer we don't want him to know where he are and so they start covering her mouth and she's like you're silencing me you're silencing me." yes for god's <laughs> sake um but really bodies 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 the game greg ends up being the one to be quote unquote killed in the game 
Yeah. Um, and, and then it's all the kind of put the lights back on, who killed Greg? Let's all have a discussion over who we think it is. And it sounds very nice, doesn't it? Until it gets personal and people start yes. shouting and at one each of the other. characters and Pete yeah. Davidson starts throwing things at walls. Yes, and Pete and and um one of the characters even she she's Pete Davidson's girlfriend. She starts talking about please let's not play this game. Someone always ends up crying, and then of course everyone makes fun of her and says, Well, you're the one who always ends up crying. Um which, you know, very reminiscent of how I talked about my friend from our tag games when we did tag, how every time she would get tagged, she would cry and go run to her tree and sing her sad little mermaid song. Um, and every time would promise not to not to cry and get tagged and immediately do just that. So very much her kind of being the person like, can we not play this? Every time people get angry and, and somebody always cries and they're like, it's always you. You always end up crying. Or me um, playing Monopoly with my dad or you. <laughs> yeah, but we're a little competitive. Just a little bit. Not, um, not, not that I'm, I'm, I might not cry, but I will certainly just go, ah, oh, I didn't, this is ridiculous. Go away. Is, it gets and way too intense. The rest of the day. Um, yes. So it's already set up that this game is just something that people really can't handle. It gets very emotional at certain points for people, but they all opt to play it anyway. So, um, yeah. And they set up really well, kind of this made up rivalry only on Pete Davidson's end with Lee Pace as he's just, you know, handsome and good looking and um, funny and silly and everybody likes him. And so Pete Davidson is like immediately just jealous of him. So even through guessing um, who the killer is, Pete Davidson is just saying a bunch of asshole things that are just now making everyone say, I think you're the killer. <laughs> he is. I mean, he starts the entire you know strain of the movie off by just being horrible to everybody yeah for seemingly no reason whatsoever other than his own distaste for everybody's fondness for greg which doesn't make any sense and it's only kind of exasperated not exasperated what's the word emphasized by the fact that they're all obviously very drunk and or have taken some, some form kind of, of recreational drugs. Yeah. So they're all off the heads, basically, on something or other. Yeah. And aren't thinking straight. And this is what I think Pete Davidson's able to do very well as well, is play these completely kind of harmless yet unhinged people yeah because like, i mean <laughs> you never feel like he's gonna cause anybody any real harm but he just is a bit crazy yes and the way he's kind of been popping off like then he's already on your mental suspects list which i think was kind of the point of having him kind of be very jealous and antagonistic and calling everybody out and having attitudes with everybody and he's just like genuinely mean to greg so you're just like already I mean, disliking is, yeah. him um because i mean in the opening when um uh our couple kind of arrives at the party everyone's in the pool and they think they're playing this like who can hold their breath the longest underwater type game and greg is the last one so already pete davidson is annoyed that greg you know beat him at this hold your breath game um and then they decide to have champagne so greg gets the sword and <laughs> uses yeah. the sword to you know unpop the, the cork of the champagne bottle and everyone's like oh my gosh it's so cool and p david's like that's really wasn't that cool that's my father's sword give me my give me my dad's sword <laughs> like just really it's annoying actually, i saw a fun bit of trivia about that actually that apparently to do that you know to uncork the mm -hmm. champagne bottle with that sword lee pace used uh lee pace practiced yeah. using his sword from the hobbit as thrown. Oh really? That's awesome. So, so I quite liked that. <laughs> yes. Um I mean to be fair, it's a skill. It's yeah. a, see, you wouldn't just get away with doing that, you know, and, and try and pull it off without causing yourself seriously injury a serious injury. Would you, Pete? You you know, you, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking you at wouldn't you. be just be able to do that. He is looking at you, Pete. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, so yeah, they already kind of set up, you know, him mumbling about about Lee Bay's Greg under his breath and and just being very annoyed with him. So you know, once this game kicks off and Greg is dead, he actually is playing dead. So you're already kind of getting the the scare of what this the horror aspects because Greg is not moving, he's not waking up until like Pete like kind of gives him a little kick in the balls and then that like gets yeah. him up. He um, just goes like, oh, okay, oh, uh. <laughs> yes. And then they're actually playing like this slapping game where they go in a circle and try to slap each other. I wasn't quite sure what this was about. Yeah. This seemed to be like a part of bodies, bodies, bodies. But why are they just slapping each other? Really yeah, hard it's like in this. I, I assume it's like this psych up kind of thing. And if they're all high on something, I mean, I guess it's yeah. like they're slightly numb to it. It and, just seems like. Uh, this is definitely going to cause arguments. Yes. You hit me too hard. Why did you punch me in the face? Well, yeah, that I mean, M- Maria Bakalova. Bicker, bicker, bicker. Yes. I mean, Maria Bakalova, she's new to this. She's very nervous to actually slap Pete Davidson kind of hard. And so to the point where he's like, just do it like this. And then he literally punches Greg in the face. And just one of the many moments where Greg is mature and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to bed. Good night. Like, you all have a good night. And he just steps away. Like, he's visibly mad. And he could totally beat the shit out of Pete Davidson. But he's an adult. <laughs> so he does the mature thing and goes to bed. So um, that's kind of where the game ends up dying out a little bit. I think they still kind of try to continue going. But, um, you know, Pete totally kills the vibe and everyone just kind of calls him out as being the killer at this point. Um, And just a kind of a really cool production thing, like the idea of having to light this movie. I, I remember seeing some behind the scenes things where they really had to get creative with lighting this movie in terms of, you know, it being a hurricane party, they're playing this game in the dark. So using cell phones and and those kind yeah. of forehead lights and and, and really trying to find smart ways in in how to light this movie playing this game in the dark with the the kind of uh neon glow necklaces and and bracelets and stuff like that so just another cool thing about this movie is just having to production wise finding really interesting and creative and and in story ways uh, of how to light our characters playing this game in the dark yeah and in ways that again just make the movie feel so 2022 yeah you know that i can't help feeling that it will be such a perfect time capsule of this particular brand in this particular niche time of horror comedy i can't help feeling it will have a legacy yeah and i really like it for that um i mean where the movie goes from from this point is Lee Pacers took himself up to bed. There's still some kind of half arguments going on between everybody. Yeah. Jordan in particular seems to really very antagonistic. Yeah. And she's also trying to kind of make Sophie jealous by flirting with her girlfriend with flirting with, you know, Maria Bakalova and trying to be kind of really cute with her and, and also giving Maria Bakalova these warnings about, about Sophie. Yeah. And, and Yeah. So she seems very antagonistic. So, you know, she also checks that suspect's box when you're still in the mindset of this being a slasher, um, just because of how just kind of rude she is and uh, passive aggressive she is. Um, throughout this. Very so I mean she's probably the worst one. Yeah, no, really. she's terrible. Being to the just... point where she's totally delusional. Like she shoots somebody and like she shoots Alice and Alice is like, Did you just shoot me? And she's like, No. <laughs> You're like, yeah, well, this, you is the, this is yeah. later on in the this is later on in the Yes. You're holding the gun. You shot me. No, I didn't. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to say to these yes. things. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. I was sat there watching it, just shaking my head and laughing, which I think is a great compliment to pay the movie. Because yeah. I think it's almost the attitude that it wants you to have of these people and what they're doing and what's going on is to just go, for God's sake, these lot are just 
completely ridiculous. Yes, and I can't, ridiculous is the word for sure. I can't be doing with these people at all. And that's yeah, that's just what it comes across as. But yes, Greg has sent himself up to bed. David's still a bit annoyed, so David kind of goes off on his goes own. Off. And then five minutes later, the game. Yeah. Yes. Five minutes later, they find poor Pete Davidson out on the front porch with a huge, big, bloody gash on his neck, dead. Yeah. Thanks to the sword. Who have we seen use a sword in the movie? Lee Pace. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our first. All of a sudden, everybody goes, oh my god. Yes. Greg's killed him. Greg is the murderer. Oh my god. The actual murderer. Now this is not a game anymore. Yes. So they go to his room and he's not there. So now they're just really freaking out. They don't know what to do. Alice has some really fun dialogue in terms of them questioning uh, what she knows about Greg. Like like do you know his middle name no you don't really learn middle names for like a really really long time <laughs> like she's she's only known him a few weeks they know that she's they, told them they, that do, don't they, they ask her they ask her how long have you known her? A, a, a while what, yeah. what does he do he's a vet what's his middle name you don't learn his middle name for a long how long have you known him alice like two weeks, <laughs> two weeks. He could literally be anybody. Yeah. So they start getting in a whole panic about it. Um, and also they just have this idea of him being a vet, like a marine vet or like a military yes. vet. Because um, that's all so, they ever say. That's all they ever describe him as. A vet. Yes. So they they constantly think he's. Oh my god, he's got military experience. He's been in and, like in Afghanistan and Iraq. Looking at his old. He's clearly been in those war zones. Yes, and then they find he's gonna have he's gonna have that killer instinct. Yes, and then they find a go bag, which there's a storm happening, so he has a like an emergency bag. They have an adult. Yes, he has a paper map because he's older, (laughs) and he has like the house circled on the map. I think it's the house, obviously, because he probably used the map to get there, so he would know where he was or whatever. Um, but they see this and like, why does he have all of this? Oh my gosh. And they think it's because he's a vet. Um, so they're all kind of just freaked out by this bag he has. And then they also And also a murderer, him. not just not just a, 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 yeah. a vet, but also a murderer. Yes. And so then they find him on you know, targeting these... this house in particular, yes. obviously. So this indoor fancy gym, like he's laying on the ground in his like sleep therapy mask and, and he has headphones in. And so then they all kind of circle around him. They have like knives, they have uh, knives and stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, what are you doing in here? Why didn't you answer when we called you? And he's like, oh, I had headphones in. I couldn't sleep. So I just came down here. Um, And he thinks they're still playing around. He's like, are you guys still playing werewolf? Like, what's going on? And he's like howling and being, you know. I like how he starts chasing them around. Yes, because he thinks they're playing the game still and just messing with him. He's like, you guys are fucking with me. So he just thinks they're just having fun with the game. But they're terrified. And so him running around like that is scaring them even more. And then they pull a knife on him and he doesn't know what's going on. He's a grown up. So he gets the knife away from them. Like, he's not going to do anything to them, but he's trying to get the knife away from them. But every move he makes is now just completely threatening to them. Um, So it gets to the point where he does, it's like a struggle for the knife and he gets the knife first and he's like holding it up like for them to get away. And then one of the girls goes to attack him and he pushes her away from him to protect himself. And so the fact that he like pushes a couple of them away to get them like off of him, that's when... Maria Bakalova decides to hit him in the back of the head with a kettlebell and um yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get out of that. <laughs> no. He doesn't get out of that Lee Pace. Poor, poor Greg. Yes. Really just killing him. misunderstood the entire situation. Yes. And then here's Jordan like, well, again, I mean, he was the biggest unknown and, you know, with his skill set or whatever, you know, he's the one most likely to be a killer. And like, what skill set are you talking about? Well, he's a vet. No, he's a veterinarian. He's like a veterinarian assistant. <laughs> like... Yes. Yeah. So... The misunderstandings, Janine. The misunderstandings yeah. are rife 
in bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah. It's 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 at that point I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> this this isn't actually a proper slasher. slasher I don't think this is definitely just this is definitely a silly movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. I think I've stayed well blind on bodies, 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 because I knew I always wanted to to watch it. So hadn't looked at anything, hadn't, you know, read any reviews, watched any reviews or anything like that. Yeah. So I was really, I'm quite glad I did, because if I'd have realised that it was as absolutely silly as it was going to be, I don't think I would have appreciated watching it for this near as much as I as I as I did, I think. Yeah. So I do like that. But poor Greg, poor Lee Pace is all I can say at this point. I mean, this only elevates the tension of everybody because just so many arguments start to happen and people just dig into the worst parts of each other, don't they? Because they're all like, well, it can't have been him who killed David now because what was he doing? And it was it's all very like they still yes, don't and... quite know who's killed who. Yes, another also, very mistrusting and suspicious of each other. Um Maria Bakula was starting to that, act weird. Yes, doesn't soon after that uh Pete Davidson's girlfriend, is it Emma, ends up being found dead. Yes. Uh, at the bottom of the stairs. So then they're like, okay, now what is happening? So now um, it's Alice, uh, Jordan, Sophie, and I keep cussing Maria Bakalova. Yes, it's um, B. B, it's B. Yes. So now it's just the four of them. And then obviously they're all ganging up against B because she now, she now with Greg gone, she's the greatest unknown. They don't know her. Um, and even uh, Sophie not even standing up for her. So she allows the other girls to throw her outside. So now yeah, they throw, nice. yeah, they throw B outside in the storm. Sophie does nothing to stop this, and Sophie now has has gotten so stressed out about the situation that she's uh, broken her sobriety and has found some drugs somewhere and is on something. Um, and I think at a certain point she she gave Emma something. Uh, so um. Emma was kind of not in her right mindset either. Um, Nobody's in the right mindset in this. No, this is the entire point. <laughs> yes. So then, in the fanciest dog door that I've ever seen, uh, B is able to get back into the house, and so they're like, you know, what are you doing back in here? And while she was trying to find a way back in, she actually does see Jordan go into a room and open a safe and get a gun. Yeah. So as soon as she gets back in, she tells the girls that Jordan has a gun, um, empty your pockets, and she empties her pockets, and it turns out that like on the, in the game she had the paper with the X on it, making her the in-game killer. So then that just throws everybody off in terms of like, oh my gosh, you're the killer in the game, so you must be the real killer. And everybody freaking out and things escalating and people saying like the shittiest things to each other. Um, I think this is where the it's difficult to make a podcast rant comes in as yes, well from Alice, which because, again, I just really appreciated. Yes, because Sophie tries to throw Jordan under the bus and says, you know, Jordan doesn't even like your podcast. She hate listens to it. She doesn't even like it. She just makes fun of it. And Alice is so hurt by this, the fact that like... Jordan doesn't really like her podcast and Jordan's trying to backtrack and then be like randomly asked what's your podcast about <laughs> just like hanging out with your funnest and smartest friends or whatever <laughs> um, and then she actually goes on her rant about how hard it is because you have to schedule people and you have to make a calendar and it's really hard <laughs> like Alice is it best. is it is Alice yes. And so, hard. you know, Jordan, you know, in initially emptying her pockets doesn't have a gun. But once things start getting tense and escalating, everyone's yelling at each other and throwing each other under the bus and revealing each other's secrets. Jordan has the gun, pulls the gun out from hiding under like the couch cushions or something that she hit yeah. it and, and pulls the gun out and starts waving it at everybody. And uh, Alice is just like kind of going off on her still to the point where just like shut her up. She 
like subconsciously i guess shoots alice in the leg and and like as i mentioned uh alice is like oh my gosh did you just shoot me and jordan's like no and they're like bitch you are holding the gun yes you did no i didn't like so the fact that she's just so irrational right now that she can't even like admit to something that she obviously did um there's also the this she... really interesting point of um show show her the texts oh yes which is a situation where jordan being as kind of venomous as she is in this movie um tells b that you know while uh, uh, like a week or so before i don't remember the time scale exactly but yeah. while b and sophie had been together sophie had met up with jordan just previously just a few like days ago or something like that and they had it off with one another in the car yes so and you might be in your relationship but i'm the real one she wants and yes. she's always wanted me and i don't understand why because she's been nothing horrible but horrible throughout yes. the entire movie and there's some some things to show that that's potentially true because earlier in the film i think they're walking around the house and they're in jordan's room and you see like a yellow bra or something or bathing suit top or something. And B picks it up and like Jordan snatches it out of her hand. And then later when they do throw B out of the house, she goes straight to the car and she sees like the matching bottoms, like the underwear yeah. or the or the bikini bottom that matches that top in Sophie's car. So then yeah. that has her kind of like, what is this doing here? It matches that top. So then when... um uh, Jordan is saying these things it's really getting her mind turning about that potentially being true and her not being able to trust Sophie yeah because B has still been protecting Sophie for this movie that's why she mutilated Lee Pace with a kettlebell yeah um to to protect her you know there's there's really quite an emotional outpouring towards the end of the movie by Maria Bakalova in just saying how how much she wanted to be with Sophie and how she felt like she was useless and she she was trying to do her best she had lied but she didn't want to disappoint yeah she Not lied about losing Sophie. her job she lied or you know she had to leave her job and and school and all these things i think she got fired from her job but you know, Sophie kept dropping her off because she didn't want to tell her that she lost yeah. her job and looked like a loser. She went to college, but she couldn't finish because she had to leave to take care of her mother. Um, so um, her mother, who's borderline, and then I think that Alice, another line, she's like, I, I have body dysmorphia, trying to like oh, even oh, compare was, the yeah. two. Um, that, and she says it in the background as well. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of this in this movie it's almost like always sunny in philadelphia style dialogue where people are shouting over the top of each other all the time but you do yeah. but you do get distinct things that are said that particular moment it really does i think this having this conversation now has made me realize that really alice is the the best character in the entire movie yeah. Um, I mean, we we like Lee Pace, but he's not in it enough. Alice is, she, she doesn't do anything wrong. She's actually. No, not inherently, no. She, she doesn't no. actually say anything bad about anybody. She's kind of the one that doesn't. Yeah. Yet she's just clearly, she's a bit insecure about herself. Not yeah, to a so violent a Pete Davidson level. Yeah. But yes, okay, she's a bit insecure about herself. She does, however, she is the one that most often uses the terms like "you're silencing me" and yeah. I, "I'm um, it, that kind of stuff." I suffer from body very, dysmorphia, I, and, yes, and also trying I, to like sympathize with everybody and be that friend who's yes. trying to be the understanding one, um, yeah, even if but, she doesn't quite falsely. agree. Yeah, but falsely and using words she's clearly seen on some sort of social media that are the correct words to yes, say. These, so this is what she's words, trying yeah. to do. Um, this body dysmorphia line did kill me off, though. 
I mean, yeah. it, because it is <laughs> my mum's borderline. Well, and she says it in the background. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell you this. I didn't know whether I should tell you this, but I suffer from body dysmorphia, and everybody just oh, like, shut up, shut up, Alice. <laughs> Um, no, you but, do not. That right? is a lot. To even try to compare those things, like just stop. Um, but yes, uh, B, you know, she confesses, yeah, that she, you know, had to drop out of school because I think Jordan asked her, like, where she went to college. And she says, you yeah. know, the school that she went to. But then when Jordan, I guess, you know, is revealing in this big moment that she did like a background check and couldn't find her on any kind of college registry in this moment where like b is professing thing to do anyway yeah when b is kind of professing her feelings and you know and and what she wanted sophie to think of her she said she had to drop out because she had to take care of her mother and all of these things so uh yeah there is a big moment where she reveals the things that she did lie about and um talks about you know that her actually having feelings for sophie and even in the beginning of the film sophie says i love you to b but b doesn't say it back um, and so this was kind of her big moment to reveal that. But ultimately, once this text things kind of happen and then she finds the underwear and all that, um, that's when her mistrust of, of Sophie yeah. kind of comes in. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a movie that's just entirely. Again, it's it's so full of the worst kind of toxicity yeah in friend relationships that it makes you thankful it either makes you thankful you don't have a friend group at all or makes you thankful that they're certainly not like this and if they are like this if they're close to being like this get yourself out yeah I suppose it's not trying to necessarily do that. It's not trying to be some sort of PSA on watch out who your friends really are. And if they are actually your friends, they might be terrible people. It's not trying to be that. It's trying to be a stupid movie. Yeah. and Or, or a movie that at least depicts really just stupidly horrible people. Yeah. And it does it really <laughs> well. Um, But... God, it is just full of insecurity, full of mistrust on all fronts. And and I mean, it doesn't, I suppose, have a major climactic ending, really, does it? It kind of just goes and goes. The arguments become more and more. Jordan actually ends up being pushed, I think, off the landing balcony. Well, yeah, because she ultimately gets very, like, just ready to kill people at a certain point. Yeah. She, so, you know, she shoots Alice in the leg, and then when the other girls are trying to get the gun from her because she's become completely irrational, uh, a scuffle kind of breaks out with the gun, and, like, her, she's rolling around with Alice with the gun, and then the gun goes off, and Jordan ends up shooting Alice by accident. Yeah. So we have Emma found dead at the bottom of the stairs. B killed uh, Greg with the with the kettlebell. Now Alice has been accidentally shot. So Pete, now, well, Pete and Davidson Pete Davidson was the first one. Neck. Yeah, has his, his his neck slashed. So our bodies, bodies, bodies are piling up now. So now it's just yeah. B and Jordan and and Sophie. And so now they're trying to Sophie or Jordan's completely out of it and, and trying to kill them so now they're just trying to like protect themselves and she's coming at them with the gun so a big scuffle breaks out she's actually trying to shoot them now at this point and ultimately in self-defense they end up kind of throwing her off the side of the banister and she's still alive to a point where she's still shooting at them from below and they're yeah. upstairs and then like her last words are check the texts so that it's just throwing that back in B's consciousness. So now that it's just the two of them, Sophie thinks it's all good, that they're going to team up, that they, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we made it. But B is like, I don't trust you. And they're, they're all hiding. And ultimately, you know, B runs away from Sophie and ends up spending the rest of the night trying to hide from her. Um, 
to the point where now it gets to the morning, the storm's over, she goes, Bees goes outside, and then Sophie comes up behind her and puts her arms around her. And she's like, oh, you know, it's okay. You know, I, you know, I love you. I'm so sorry about everything. And then B just says, well, show me your phone. And like Sophie refuses to let B see her phone. So then they start fighting and rolling around because obviously Sophie has something to hide and doesn't want B to see her yes, phone. Yes, it's quite yeah. obvious that check the texts actually <laughs> means something, something. truthful. Yes. Um, and then when they the phone lights up, they realize that it's not their phone. It's not Sophie's phone. They realize it's Pete Davidson's phone. And they go and, and like they have service again. And they go and they used his dead face to <laughs> open the phone. And then the first thing that pops up is a TikTok that he was making trying to <laughs> cut the champagne bottle open with the sword like Greg did only to accidentally pull it back blade side in cutting his own throat yes so then Thus that leaves you rendering the entire events of the movie utterly meaningless yes nobody needed to die because B. Davidson killed himself Emma died because she was on so many crazy drugs that she fell down the stairs and died falling down the stairs, being so high on all these drugs. Greg was on. Everybody else by died P. because of arguments relating. Yes, to Alice Pete was killed Davidson. by the, the tussle with the gun. Uh, Jordan was thrown off the banister because she was trying to shoot everybody. And yeah, so all of these deaths, starting with Pete's, were completely accidental and pointless. Um, and then they're just like, look at each other, like what? <laughs> And then why, here comes why have we created this <laughs> horror movie this end of horror movie crime scene for the reason of Pete Davidson trying to make it wanting <laughs> to be somewhat competent cool but as... ridiculously <laughs> yes wanting to be cool Pete yeah. Davidson wanting to be as cool as Lee Pace's Yes, and there was another character, a friend who was there, but he actually confessed his love to Emma and punched Pete Davidson in the face. So they had gotten in this big oh, yes. fight. So so this character, yeah. he he just left. So he wasn't there. And that's why nobody could leave because he had the only other car. And Sophie's car um, was dead because B went back to to get her zucchini bread and took a minute to look at herself in the mirror and left the mirror open with the light. So it drained the battery. Um, so that's why they had no car to, to, to leave. Um, but this guy who, this other friend from the group who had, was absent the whole movie. We just hear about what happened. He comes back right at the end and sees them struggling on the floor, um, and all the drama. And then she just, then you hear all the Wi-Fi, the fountain, all of the electricity comes back. Yeah. And, <laughs> and B just says like, I have Wi-Fi <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I'm not I, I mean you could call it a real anti-climax of an ending but I think it's just a wonderful ending yes because it like just you said it... so stupidly and for <laughs> the realisation no that nothing has meant anything I yes. think he's so smart for this movie to do. To just end like that. Because like you said, yeah, everything is rendered pointless. So why have a meaningful ending when everything that happens is so unnecessary? So, yeah. yeah, And it's it purely through yeah. deep-seated insecurity. Yes, is really which, what kicks off all of these deaths. Yeah. It just makes you want to... It, it, make, it makes you despair doesn't it really <laughs> i think that's what this movie's good at doing it just yeah. makes you go for god's sake these people <laughs> are the worst are the absolute worst and i think if you if you are one of those people that fundamentally you know have distaste for the uh the stereotype of gen z i think you'll actually quite like bodies 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 yeah. because while being a very Gen Z movie, um, absolutely condemns 
that particular type of person or that particular type of self-righteous person who feels like everything they need everything they say needs to have validation to be correct yeah or a- any opinion they have needs to have validation in order to be their opinion you know it can't just be it's not enough to just think for yourself it's not enough yeah. to just be yourself it has to be confirmed by several hundred, if not thousand yeah. other <laughs> followers that you may have. Yeah. That you are actually okay. Uh, you know, that is correct. And that is exactly what this movie is doing. I think it's wonderfully smart. I think it's probably m- a bit misunderstood by people that maybe call it anticlimactic or maybe call it you know, or maybe say, what was the point? Because yeah. I think the not being a point is the entire point. The point, yeah, exactly. Um, and it is really just more of a satire than anything else. Yeah. And I really just did enjoy it, even though it it was certainly not the genuine horror movie I was expecting it to be. I really did find a lot of fun <laughs> in it becoming what it became. Yeah. Bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> Insane kind of nonsense of a movie. Yeah. But I can't help. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't help sitting there smiling the entire way through. And like I said, shaking my head and in laughing despair. At what was going on and the and the attitudes of all these people, yeah. <laughs> the way they were treating each other, because you know, I suppose it speaks to friend groups that you don't actually like each other. You've probably just been friends for that long that you're just that, kind of tolerating each other and not really being honest with each other. Yeah, all this pent up kind of real feelings that you. St- talk shit about to other friends in the group <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it's it's, it's not Very toxic. good yeah in that way it's why you know it's good to have a small amount of friends that aren't necessarily all in a group with each other a lot of the time yeah like all my friend groups are all split up like they're all different facets of friends <laughs> yeah um it's probably probably for the best really because it <laughs> it just would cause arguments because you're not going to have that many people all in one group that are you know easy to get on with yeah and i think this movie just shows the extreme of that um it shows it really well yes i i had i had a lot of fun with it it, it wanted to be silly it wanted to be taken in a in a fairly funny way, in a fairly non-serious way, and I think it, it succeeded at doing that. Um, like I said, even though it wasn't necessarily the slasher I may have been looking for, it was a, it was a fake out slasher. Yes. So in that way, it's a really really unique movie because I can't quite think of another one that's presented as this like, is presented. Um just yeah. to have it mean nothing at all yeah i don't all think this i can't think of another one that's like that <laughs> all this mistrust and tension being built over kind of nothing nonsense that was completely preventable <laughs> yeah i I, yeah. I i honestly can't think of another one like that i mean you mentioned tucker and dale versus evil in terms of a miscommunication situation before but that is a pure very horror different. comedy it's a, yeah it's a yeah. it's a gory movie it's a it's a very funny movie but it's it's not this kind of it's not this seriously presented as bodies 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 is yeah in terms of its characters and it, in terms of their relationships with each other i think it's a great movie Yay. I really do. I had an awful lot of fun with it, Janine. I don't know what game you have in store for me next week, but is it as argumentative as Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? I mean, 
It might be. It is actually the game uh, with Michael Douglas, directed by David Fincher. So, yeah. See, this is a movie I've I, I have been wanting to see for a while, to be honest. So I'm quite intrigued by the game. I'm led to believe it's a really, really good movie. And I mean, David Fincher. David Fincher's always interesting. David Fincher's always somebody that you, you should look to. As me, as someone who makes very, 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 very layered movies, but very, very intricate movies as well. So I'm quite interested to see how him doing a, ultimately a game movie, <laughs> and Michael Douglas as well. I mean, it's, it's what like 2004 ish, something like that. Yeah, the game. So the thriller, you know, it's not. Yeah. Michael Douglas is Michael Douglas tends to be tends to work well in in the thriller atmosphere. Yeah, yeah that's totally his vibe, especially a certain era of time that was like yeah. his main thing. Yeah, I'm very interested, very interested yeah. in the game. That is what's coming next week. But this has been bodies, bodies, bodies. And Janine, unless you have anything else you want to say about no, this movie. I mean I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was a fun surprise for me seeing it, tacking it on to my birthday watch of films last year um, and really finding out that you just didn't get around to watching it. Um, I thought it would be a really fun one to do and and a really just interesting surprise of a film and, and really was excited to see what you were going to think of it. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. This show, Morgan Hasn't Seen, is of course not the only show you can find. On the It's a Wonderful podcast feed, we have Monday Madness, which is our topical show, our fun kickback show, as we like to say, where we have uh, we talk about movie news and, and have reviews on there, new trailers. We have central discussions based around things that are happening or things we just want to talk about in that world. We play games as well on Monday madness and you can find that on the podcast feed or of course on the it's a wonderful podcast youtube channel go and subscribe ding your notification bells over there for all the fun stuff we do have over there um as well as that show and this show on wednesdays morgan hasn't seen we have our main show uh, it's a wonderful podcast itself every friday on the podcast feed where we celebrate old movies discover new old movies give them a platform to say hey i'm great you may not entirely remember me but do do remember me because <laughs> i'm worth remembering yes. i'm this little movie um that is what we like to do on it's a wonderful podcast the main show on monday wednesday and friday we have you covered on it's a wonderful podcast on all major podcast platforms like I said, we've got the YouTube as well, and we spoke about the Patreon and donation links in the description before. If you would like to support us over there, follow those links in the description. We would love you forever. Or, of course, you can just find us on social media, on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. You can find me on Twitter at The Purple Dawn with a three instead of the E in the because, Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram and TikTok, not making sword videos that slash my own neck like Pete Davidson <laughs> at just the purple Don Janine. All your Gen Z stuff is well. <laughs> well, you can find me at Janine to be an underscore on Twitter, Janine to be on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to get any merch for any of our shows, check the description for the link or just search It's a Wonderful Podcast on teespring.com. And if you want to purchase any of my art and print form, you can find that at my big cartel shop, geneundesign.bigcartel.com. Janine, I would like a Pete Davidson impression, please. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. You're just always trying to challenge just, me. Just, or just any 18-year-old who's 18 today. <laughs> uh, a three, two, one. Oh, I like that. Yes, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>